morning, good morning. Like Luke said, you know, you guys know that I love you. Um, because <laughs> I tell you all the time, I'm always like, oh my God, I love you so much. Um, but I do, we are so blessed to be at this church. We're so blessed to serve alongside you guys and with you guys and to lead our teams. And that being said, if you serve anywhere with the Next Gen family, anywhere on the Next Gen team, um, I want you guys to stand up real quick. Just stand up. If you serve with the Next Gen, you get to feel as awkward as I do up here, right? Yeah, thank you. Yay! Okay, so stay standing. I didn't tell you to sit. I didn't tell you to sit. Um, stand up, right? Because I want all of our parents to look around, and I want you to see this amazing team that I have right? And that Luke has, and this amazing team that we get to lead because these are the people that are loving your kids. These are the people that are pouring into your children's lives and they're speaking life into your family and they're speaking restoration into your family. So let's give them a round of applause and tell them thank you. We couldn't do what we do without them. Thank you guys. So, um, like we tell them all the time in huddle, we really couldn't do what we do without them. And they are, um, they choose to serve with us. They choose to lead with us. They feel called to serve in these ministries, but they choose me and Luke. And so we couldn't, um, we're just so blessed by that. And we're so blessed to be here. So this morning we are going to um, start, um, I'm going to start with a scripture in Ezekiel. And at this point, um, Ezekiel was a priest and a prophet and Israel was invaded by Babylon. Ezekiel had pretty much told him that, but like the Israelites, you know, we all struggle with listening. So um, Ezekiel was um, held captive. He got picked up in Judah and brought over to Babylon. And now um, he was ministering to um, the Jews in the, in, that had been exiled. And so they're far from home. So he's kind of, he's a prisoner of war, you know, at this point. And uh, if you go ahead and put um, Ezekiel 37 up for me, thank you. Um, so Ezekiel 37, 1. I am going to read from my phone because I can't see the tiny print in the back. So, okay, God grabbed me. God's spirit took me up and sat me down in the middle of an open plain strewn with bones. He led me around and among them a lot of bones. There were bones all over the plain, dry bones bleached by the sun. He said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I said, Master God, only you know that. He said to me, prophesy all over these, prophesy over these bones. Dry bones, listen to the message of God. God the Master told the dry bones, watch this. I'm bringing the breath of life to you, and you'll come to life. I'll attach sinews to you, put meat on your bones, cover you with skin, and breathe life into you. You'll come alive, and you'll realize that I am God. I prophesied just as I had been commanded. As I prophesied, there was a sound, a wrestling. The bones moved and they came together bone to bone. I kept watching. Sinews formed, the muscles on the bones, the skin stretched over them, but they had no breath in them. He said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man. Tell the breath. God the master says, come from the four winds. Come breathe. Breathe on these slain bodies. Breathe life. So I prophesied just as he was commanded. The breath entered them and they came alive. They stood up on their feet, a huge army. 
Then God said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Listen to what they are saying. Our bones are dried up, our hope is gone, and there is nothing left of us. Therefore, prophesy and tell them, God the Master says, I'll dig up your graves and bring you out alive, O my people. Then I'll take you straight to the land of Israel. When I dig up graves and bring you out as my people, you'll realize that I am God. I'll breathe my life into you and you'll live. Then I'll lead you straight back to your land and you'll realize that I am God. I've said it and I'll do it. This is God's decree. Amen, right? Um, so in Ezekiel, so we just read, so the first part of the, of, um, the verse, Ezekiel points out that there are all these bones, right? There's just bones everywhere. Um, and I thought like, you know, it's not like skeletons. Like he didn't take them to a graveyard and he's like, look at all these honored people. You know, he's like, there's just like random bones. Like there's a foot bone and a leg bone and a skull and there's like everywhere. And I would be like, thank you for bringing me here. But, um, (laughs) right. So they aren't just skeletons, right? They're old bones because he talks about how they've been bleached out and how they've sat in the sun. And God asked Ezekiel, like, can these bones, like, can they even move? Can they even live? And Ezekiel's like, I feel like that's not my call to make, so what do you think? And God's like, prophesy and tell them to move. Tell them to connect. And then he says, once they're connected and, you know, he has all of these people and they have skin, he tells them, hey, prophesy for them to have breath inside of them. And Ezekiel once again does just as God's commanded him to do. And they stand on their feet, and they're this huge army for God, right? So God's taken dried, old bones that are all laying everywhere, and he has now breathed new life into them, and he has restored them. And so this morning, one of the things that God has laid on my heart as um, Luke and I pray um, for you guys and for ourselves is that I feel like some of us right now are living in this valley of dry bones. And I feel like this is not a picture of creation. This isn't like when God created us from nothing. And um, it's not like in Genesis. What it's like is it's about restoration. And it's about taking something that was and something that's old and something that's laying about, and it's about snapping them into place, and it's about waking us up. Um, So this morning, you know, I believe several of us have experienced salvation. And I think that our next step is to wake up and to breathe again. So maybe we're the disgraced bones, or we see ourselves as these disgraced bones that are strewn everywhere. Maybe we're comfortable in some of our sin, and maybe that's where we feel like we're, we're supposed to be. Because I know that in my own life, there have been times um, where I have become very complacent in my sin. And I knew that God was calling me to kind of move out of that sin, and I stayed there. But we feel like we've connected with that sin, right? We feel like, oh, well, this is kind of how it is. I keep coming back to this thing. I'm here time and time again. But I say that it's time that we wake up this morning and we ask God to snap us into place. And I think that in Isaiah 44, 22, it says, I have swept away your offenses like a cloud, your sins like the morning mist. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. And God said, it doesn't really matter. You can be redeemed again and again and again. Like his grace doesn't run out. His grace doesn't end, that it's always here waiting for us, right? And we are thankful for that because I know that I need that as well. Some of us this morning, I believe, I believe have begun to be restored, 
right? God is moving, God's restoring, he snapped us into place, we have skin, we're like, we're ready for this army, right? But we've also kind of, um, we're missing the breath of God. We're missing that Holy Spirit, we're missing that move in the way that we used to feel. Um, We have flesh and tendons and bones, but we have no breath. In Romans 13, 11 through 14, it says, but make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted and taking care of all of your day-by-day obligations that you lose track of the time and doze off. Oblivious to God. The night is about over. Dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. God is putting the finishing touches on the salvation work he began when we first believed. We can't afford to waste a minute. Must not squander these precious daylight hours in frivolity and indulgence. God has saved you. He's placed you together. And now it's time to remember his breath of life. And it's time for us to kind of get moving. So Ezekiel prophesied an active and live army, right? So he prophesied this army. God told him what to do, and he prophesied it. And you create an army for action, right? You create an army to do something, not to be lifeless, not without purpose. And some of us this morning need that breath of God. We need to wake up. We need to be alive, and we need to get moving. If you ever had, like, your foot fall asleep, and, you know, you're like, Right? It takes action. It takes movement. We are, I want you to think about the resurrection of Jesus. Right? And I want to think about that there are times that we know. Right? We know that, we know that Jesus died for us and we're so thankful for that. And we praise God for that. But one thing that I think sometimes we forget is that he rose from the grave. And that that resurrection brings us hope, and it brings us life, and it brings us newness inside of him. And that's where that breath is coming from, and God wants to restore the hope here. And God wants to get us moving. Um, I can relate to being um, kind of this, in this apathetic place where um, you've kind of fallen asleep at the will of God's purpose for your life. Um, we, like Luke said, we have two kids. We have a seven and a five-year-old, so we're still, like, very busy. I don't, I don't know. People are like, you know, as I get older, like, you do less. And I'm like, no, you just do differently. Like, but it's, you know, it doesn't feel any, it doesn't feel any less, right? Um, and so I remember, like, uh, uh, our daughter Eva was a, um, she was, she was a toddler. She was super young. And we had a lot of stuff kind of going on in our lives. We, we've both always worked full-time. And um, so we had very demanding jobs. And um, our daughter had some stuff going on. And we were having to travel to some appointments and do some different things. And I remember um, just being in this, like, place of just, I was like, oh, I'm so tired all the time. You know, like, I'm just tired and tired and tired. And I remember hiding behind this veil like, it was apathy, but what I named my apathy was, I named it, um, like, well, I just really feel like I'm supposed to give in to my, like, young children right now. You know, I really, we had began to separate ourselves from, uh, you know, some community around us that we, you know, uh, at church that we were involved in. We kind of pulled back from that. We weren't really serving like we used to be serving, and we um, had just grown very stagnant. We weren't, like, um, spending time with God. I wasn't even awake to what God was doing in my life. And I remember, um, I was on my way to work one day, and I was praying, and I remember telling God, like, like, who am I? Like, I don't even know who I am. And 
I remember knowing, like, I knew who I knew who Christ was. I knew, you know, that He had died for me. I knew all these things, but it's like I had lost who I was in Christ. And I I would remember telling God, like, what am I like? What is like? What is my purpose here? And, um, you know, I know that God had called me to this season of like serving my family, and I knew that it was busy, but some along the way, I had kind of. Um, I had substituted who Christ was, and I had just put my family there, and I put my kids there, and I was really serving at that moment. I was serving my my kids, and I was serving my husband, but I wasn't serving Jesus. And I couldn't hear what the Spirit was asking of me because I wasn't acknowledging God moving in my life at all. I, I wasn't taking time every day to just stop and to realize, like, God wants to move in your life. Like, God wants more for you. He wants the best for you. And I wasn't waking up to that. I wasn't realizing, like, that every single day God was calling me to, to acknowledge something, either someone around me or people in my life or him in general. And so this morning I want to encourage everyone here for us to wake up up and for us to acknowledge the spirit and the presence of God in our daily lives. So in order for bones to begin to move and for the breath of God to be breathed um, and make this army, Ezekiel had to do what God commanded, right? So God said, prophesy this, and then it says in the scripture that Ezekiel did as God commanded him to do. And then it says that God said, you know, Ezekiel, um, you know, tell the you know tell the bones to breathe, and Ezekiel did as God commanded to do, and there was breath in those bones, and so Ezekiel in both cases followed what God commanded, and for those of us who have been living asleep and apathetic, ask God to reveal to you what He is commanding you to do, because there is something that God is asking you to do, and it's a movement and it's an action. And God wants to reveal those things to you. Whatever the action is, we need to take the movement to wake up. And it's time for God's people to wake up and to lean in and to do what he's calling us to do. Because God has a purpose for Gen U. God has a direction for Generations United, and you're a part of that. You're a part of this army of God, and you're a part of being awake. And I'm not talking about, like, waking up to the spirit of the sense. It's like, oh, I got a latte this morning, and there was, like, a cross in my phone. Like, bless up, God. You knew me. You know, you knew what I needed this morning, right? I am talking about waking up and saying to the people around you, like, you know what? Like, Whatever it is, like if God is calling you to spend some time with him, because we make things as humans, we make things way harder than what they have to be. God's not saying like, hey, wake up four hours before your little tiny baby gets up and like meditate and pray and read, you know, all of the New Testament. Like sometimes, because <laughs> I, I put that pressure on myself, but um, no, like sometimes it's about like just waking up in the morning and it's about saying like, you know what, God? Like, I give you my life and my day. Like, where can I be used? Where can you meet me? Where can I see you? And it's about thanking him that he is going to do those things. It's about praising him and saying, you know what? I'm going to, no matter what's going on in my life, no matter what circumstances are around me, like, I'm going to choose to praise you because you're good and you're kind and you're loving. And then it's about just saying, like, hey, I'm sorry for the ways that I messed up yesterday because I'm sure that they were there, you know? And then pray for somebody else. 
And that can take you 10 minutes. So maybe God's calling you to have a prayer time, to have a scripture time, read five verses in every day from the New Testament in one of the Gospels. Whatever it is, it's time for us to lean into the commitment that he's asking from us. And maybe it's, a jo- maybe it's to join a small group. Maybe it's to find that community. Maybe you need that breath of life and you need it to be encouraged by those around you. Maybe it's to serve. Maybe it's to lead a small group. Like I said, whatever it is, God is calling you to find your purpose and to say, like, you know what? I cannot be the best mom I can be unless I am actively acknowledging the spirit working inside of me. I am not going to pour out fake sacrifices. I am not going to pour out fake blessings over my family because I am missing that active breath of God in my life. When you are awake, you pay attention to what's around you, and God is calling you to do something. We were at this, when we were in this place in our life, I remember we were at church. Um, you know, we attended church regularly, and here's the thing is we came in on Sundays, we like pray, you know, we worshiped at, we worshiped at the altar, we gave it to God, we listened to that message, and that was a great Sunday, and we left, but there was no other acknowledgement in our week. And God wants more from you. He wants more for you. He knows the plans and the purposes he has for you. He knows the direction and why you're a mom and a dad and a coworker and a friend or whatever. That's not all you are. God has dreamed a vision for you. He has laid it out, but you will miss it. If you are asleep at the wheel, you'll miss out on the plan that God is calling you to because he is calling you to more and to higher. And we need to work as a family together to reach those that are outside of these doors that are outside of where we're living and to go further. And so the army that God is, you know, referencing in Ezekiel, I want us to, to think about this for a minute because an army, you know, we, you know, like I said, there's action and there's movement with it, but we want to look at everything through the lens of the New Testament through what Jesus has called us to look at it, right? And so he's not saying like, I'm going to create this army and you're going to go out there and you're going to tell all these people what they're doing that's wrong and you're going to write five blog posts about your political stance and where you are. Like that's not what God's calling our army to do. God's saying, wake up and look around you. Where can you like give mercy? Where can you show the people that you love them? Where can you help your neighbor? Where can you, we have become so independent. Like I said, I was so self-serving kind of in that time because I had this fake veil of like, well, God's called me to be like a mom to these small, yes, God did call me to be a mom to those small babies, but that wasn't the only thing that he was calling me to. He was also calling me to recognize when he was moving so that I could be the best for those small kids, so that I could give back to those around me. And if we want to see an outflow and we want to see an outpouring in this congregation and in our community, which I don't know about you, but I do this morning. And I believe, I have prayed, when we prayed for this church, I told Luke when we came here, I was like, God's, God, there's going to be revival at Genu, And God has promises for you guys and he has promises for us and we want to see that, but that means that we have to do this together. Our army to reach this community to make a difference means that we wake up to what the Spirit is doing around us. We pray for each other. We pray for those that are in our small groups. We pray for those people that are out in our community. And when you're awake, God's going to drop things into your spirit. And he is going to tell you things. And he is going to ask things of you. And sometimes they're going to be hard. But you know what? God says that he wants you to go bravely. And he wants you to go boldly. And he is not going to ask something from you that you can't give out. He is going to call you to do things. He's going to call you to deeper places. But we have to have movement and we have to have action, and we have to go forward. 
Maybe God's just asking you to come down and worship in the front and to, you know, make declarations like a praise and worship. Whatever it is, there's an action and there's something that God is asking you to give. Maybe God's asking you to give up something. I remember um, that there was, you know, during this time that I remember that when I was praying or whatever, I remember seeing like a, a clenched fist. And I remember God saying, like, you want to hold things so tightly. You want to control, like, the outcome of everything in your life. You don't want to notice when I'm moving. You don't want to notice what I have going on around me. But when you release it, when you release trying to control it, when you release trying to do it your way, God's plan just starts to fold out and become active in your life, and you begin to see it. But we need a hunger for it. And we need a desire for it. And we need to push forward and we need to lean into some of the hard things that God's calling us to. Because it is. It's hard. It's sacrifice. When you start wanting to serve those around you, when you start wanting to grow with Christ, it's not always super easy and convenient. Sometimes it means that I have to do something not on my own timetable. Sometimes it means that I have to reach out and serve those around me when I really don't feel like it. Right? And so that's what God is asking from us this morning is to say, like, let's have revival at Genu. Let's pour out these buckets of fire all over this place and let's light our community for Christ. But in order to do that, how can we wake up and how can we move um, forward? So Phil's going to come up and as he closes us out, sorry, in prayer, right? Um, I just kind of want to ask you this question. Will you let him move you this morning to wake up and to take action inside of this church for a fuller fuller life and purpose with God? Will you ask him to show you? Will you ask him to reveal those things to you so that he can begin to do those things inside of you? Because he's going to um, meet those needs and he is going to show up for us when we ask him. He is already here and he is already moving. Amen. Amen. Amen.